Hi, friends. Uh, we are live from the My Area Network offices here in beautiful downtown Tampa. Rainy downtown Tampa. Is it raining? Yeah, it poured right before. Oh, right wow. as I got it, walked in the door. No kidding. It's Colin. It's Nate. Vito. Hello. Vito's really far away from the microphone. He literally just told us to like make sure you like get closer to the microphone, and then he's sitting like ten feet away. We're boardless. We're boardless. Um, Giggity tonight. Giggity will not join us, um, but uh, that's his own damn fault. So apparently he was wandering around Ebor today trying to get a haircut, and this was like an adventure yeah. of some well, sort. Good for him. Good for him. Happy birthday. And and, and a very happy birthday. To our friend Senator Giggy, which I believe is tomorrow, right? I believe so. Tomorrow is his birthday. So, anyway, uh, Nate, I get we haven't done this in what three Couple, weeks? Uh, two weeks. Two weeks, something like that. Just uh, actually, the Skype cast was when Mr. Michael Kelly was hired. All right. Well, we'll get to that in a little bit. But Nate, you had a little story break while we were out. Yeah. He says, "Here, so why don't you tell us everything that happened, buddy?" So. So we got a hot tip so, there, Nate. Last last Wednesday night, I was uh, deep into my NCAA 14 franchise dynasty mode, uh, crushing Cincinnati. Steven Bench was on fire the entire night. Andre Davis, fantastic. I get a text around 1030 uh, from a source saying, hey, I learned something. Academically ineligible for the first four games of the season. Came as a surprise to me. Uh Hadn't heard anything about it. And being the prudent reporter, I searched it out and got two more sources to confirm the story. When I got the third confirmation, I wrote the story and posted it around 11.45. Shortly after the story posts... By the way, can we also point out that you did ask USF for confirmation and they just did not call you back? Yes, but I don't blame them because it was 11 o'clock at night. But... That's also the rule that they have with us, which is sometimes, certainly like with the basketball airport thing, they're like, we couldn't call you back because then we either have to lie to you. Yes. <laughs> so they're, so just so you guys understand sometimes how this process works, like USF will call us, say, you know, you're head, okay, we understand, or you're going in the wrong direction. And sometimes when they don't have anything to say, they literally just do not call us back because that is their best way to deal with the situation. Yeah, they, <laughs> USF, uh, for all of their troubles, they make sure they do not lie to us. They, they don't lie they to us. They will not lie to us. They just will not respond <laughs> if they just don't want to talk to us at or, that moment. Or sometimes they will use very specific language, yes. non-denial denials or... You know they're very good at that. Yes, but they um, don't straight up lie to us because that's that's, that's bad on them. And uh, the way our relationships work with the USF and their communications people is, we have to be honest with each other. Otherwise, it, the two way street doesn't work. Right. And so I I shot them a text message and. I, I knew they weren't going to be able to respond. I waited an hour before the story post just to give them a chance. Didn't happen. Here we go. I laid out the entire the timeline in my confirmation story uh, that I posted at around uh, twelve thirty or two o'clock on Wednesday afternoon. And shortly after the original story post, Brett Keen reached out to me and called me, and we had a conversation. And he basically he 
told me what happened without telling me what happened exactly. He gave me the impression and basically said it was once a four-game suspension. It is not anymore because of he did well in the spring, which cancels out the fall, so it got reduced by two games. And then he applied for, as the Times had reported, I, I left, I, I admitted it because I told him any medical stuff will be off the record. But the Times, our, our pal Joey Knight, reported it was medical waiver to get the last two reduced. And the rule that Brekeen broke that triggered the four-game suspension, if you want to call it that, he's just academically ineligible, was a football student athlete who does not earn nine semester hours during the fall term and fails to earn the el- and fails to earn the eligibility points may not be eligible to compete in the first four games of the following season. They want to make sure that you're going to class while you're in season, that you're not just taking all your classes out of season. And it basically, USF has this take 15. That's uh, are they still pushing that take 15? Yeah. Take 15. He fell below the threshold. It happens. Maybe sometimes you miscount and you drop one too many classes. That could be the case. That's literally impossible because um, they have academic advisors. Yes. Have their but for us normies. Yeah, for the normals, sure. You may drop. I, I'm almost positive it happened to me and I got a stern warning that you stop that shit and you may get kicked out if you do it again. What? Take a couple summer classes. Have to. Yes. Do so basically what, what Keen did was he took enough classes in the spring to make up for the fall, which in essence got the suspension reduced from four to two. It's not completely confirmed yet. They haven't gotten the letter saying, hey, okay, we're going to reduce it from four to two, but it is very likely that's what's going to happen. Correct. But as of now, it's still four. Correct. Right. As of right now, it is still four, but likely to be two. Yes. I want to make that perfectly clear. Yeah. Now, the ruling you pulled up, did USF tell you that, or did you just kind of use context clues with the NCAA handbook? It's context clues. So with the, the information that I had, I searched the eligibility list in the NCAA, what will trigger a four-game suspension. This just seems like the right thing. Mm-hmm. And it uh, from people I've talked to, they tell me I am correct. On, correct. I'm 100% on this. Yeah. Um, so from there, there are ways to regain eligibility and get it reduced. You have to get a waiver. There has to be a serious medical issue for the entire suspension to be dropped. That's what Brett Keen is looking for to get it reduced from two to zero. And it's not even at two yet. He's got to wait. He's got... Yes. Yeah. He's got to wait for it to get down to two because of his academic yes. progress, and, and then he would appeal the last two as part of a medical. Yes, and um, from who I, the people I've spoken to, it's a very unique. They use the word very, very unique. Everything. Let's. Can I just go on a tangent? Very unique. That's not a fucking thing. It's just unique. The unique thing is, it's already unique. You can't say very unique. You can't be more unique well, than you, unique. You can. No, there, no, nope, 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 nope. And it's not first annual. It's one. never first annual. It's inaugural. That's never true. first annual. That's true. Don't ever, 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 ever. It's inaugural. I agree. I would actually change that if somebody came to that and copied into this office. If one of you guys wrote that, I would actually change it to inaugural. 
you can't be a first annual because it's never been for, done. Yeah, it's, it's never it's been it's done like before. Weird, never annual means it happens yearly. It hasn't been done. So he's going from four to two and then hopefully from two to zero. But that means he's going to miss no matter. I mean, it is unless the very unique uh, petition gets granted. And let's be honest here. That seems like, I don't know, a 75 yard Hail Mary, give or take something in Brett Keen's arm. That's going to be a catch and run. (laughs) You're going to need some yak on that one. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and we don't have the speedsters that we used to. So I don't know if they're going to be able to, um, but cancel out the drag someone a couple like 10 yards. He away. may have to do that. So, yeah, T- yeah Tyree's going to have to get behind somebody and start pulling. Um, but assuming that he means he's going to miss the, the cupcake, Elon, but also Georgia Tech. going to miss Georgia Tech, new which is ABC. Big. Elon is number 15 in the FCS top 25. Yeah. We made the dumb mistake. What's the worst mistake you can make in college football? Playing a good FCS. Don't ever play a good FCS. There's never a point. There's never a point. There's never See, a point. See uh, Stony Brook 2017. Yeah. God damn, they were fucking good. They were good. That was and, a good team. Oh, man. Connor getting shit from the punter's dad still <laughs> cracks me up. Phenomenal. It's up there with ECU and the yeah. crap we got after Jamie's story. Yeah. So The worst. <clears throat> the worst. So after I talked to Brad, I spoke, I spoke to some other people who in the media – Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems their sources were indicating that it's not true at all. So there was some pushback from there was those around Brett Keane. I think it's fair to say they were reaching out actively to area media members saying that the story wasn't true. It wasn't true. It wasn't true. Small problem with that. It was true. <laughs> and when you do that, that doesn't look very good. So it's not true. It's not true. It's well. Well, okay, but 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 there might be, a, but at some point, no, at right now, it's a four game suspension. This is accurate. It is still a four game suspension as of right now. That is accurate. That may change at some point, but as of right now, Brett Keen is suspended for the first four games of the season. And when other people close to the player or with other interests, and then when other media members carry the water. That's not very good either. So the story's accurate, and it was right, and it continues to be right. It may change, but as of right now, it is an accurate story, and it is one you should stand by. And I am quite proud of you for not caving because that was tough, and I've been on the other end of that before myself, and you don't, and you start questioning, and you stay up late. I'm sure you slept like a baby that night. Oh, yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so I wrote it, I guess it was Tuesday night. Um, that I wrote the story and Wednesdays I work I work at CVS I'm a manager and uh, we get our truck deliveries at 4 a.m. on Wednesday mornings so from and I wrote that po- this story posted at around midnight Tuesday night and I was up until probably one just figuring stuff out with this I got an hour of sleep and at at my work I slept in the car because I could not sleep I was like all right I'm just gonna go to work. And I will get there and I'll sleep because if, when I once I wake up, I know I don't really have to drive another hour to work. I won't be late if I oversleep. The entire day, my my brain is fried. Um, you know, I'm thinking, oh, oh dear God, did I just get this wrong? Did I just get this flat out wrong? Did I ruin this kid's life? Did I ruin any credibility that I had built up for the last two years covering this beat? 
like my my entire professional career aspirations was hung up on this. Mm-hmm. And uh, probably around 8 a.m. when people start waking up, we get Joey Knight's tweet. Hearing, well, let me read it. I posted it in the story. I've been told by sources very close to USF quarterback Brett, Queen, Brett Keane that the report he'll miss the season's first four games for academic reasons is not true. Not saying there weren't issues, <laughs> but they appear to have been cleared up, my sources say. Yep. <laughs> Unfortunately, Joe, it seems like Joe Knight was lied to. Joe Knight got lied to? You got lied to? There were other media members in this market who got lied to? And so that makes it even harder when, you know, people are coming after your story. They're saying, oh, it's not true. It's not true. The problem is... It is true. It is. And so at some point, the facts matter. So then I, of course, help you out because I'm like working. Was I at home or was I here? I don't Who know. Knows, but you're a real fucking dick. <laughs> so I, go, I just seen everything going back and forth and I'm going, I don't know. I trust Nate implicitly. I'm sure it's fine. So I type when it's not your blog anymore and a gif of Jimmy Kimmel at the Oscars going, I don't know what happened. <laughs> so I put that up there and... <clears throat> And then, as soon as, like, 10 seconds after I posted, Appel goes to me and goes, why are you being such a dick? I was like, make it a joke. Of course, like, it's fine. He's like, not everybody knows that, da, da, da. And then I'm like, all right, fine. I'll go fix it. So then I write, I don't know the facts, but Bulls Nathan SBN works his ass off. He's broken a ton of USF news and been right every time. He got the blog because though I had other skills, he's 10 times reporter what I was. I believe him until he tells me not to. I never doubted you. I never doubted you for any reason. In fact, as I told you while this was going on, I had more people coming to me confirming what we already knew, like, while it was happening. So, like, all of this shit's going on, and then I got people going, oh, no, this is true. He's right. Like, Nate's right. And I'm like, so where's the help and the pushback here? And so then you've got to double down on it. I do. And you did and because I mean, you were right. I got I- – I got off of work around 11, a, 11 a.m. So I had been up for 16 of the last 17 hours uh, with the last seven unloading a truck and putting up products. And meanwhile, my Twitter mentions are a fucking cesspool. All right. It is awful. Y'all it, are terrible. Y'all we love suck. You, but you're terrible. You're awful. It, and I couldn't say a word because yeah. you know what? If I'm wrong, I'm just going to have to eat it. But until I get it reconfirmed, I'm just not going to say a word. And people were freaking out that I hadn't said anything yet. But then I get the call. I get the call that just honestly, it made my day. And it's probably really terrible to say that. Because It's unfortunate because you're covering a kid and you and don't want anything bad to happen. I don't. Right. And and yet you also need to be right here because it's my livelihood at stake here. Right, and it's this really weird thing that's happened to me before too. I had my boss at SB Nation asking me, "Is this right?" Um, I just saw Joey Knight's tweet. Did you get it right? And I'm freaking out because I've been on the job for six months, six and a half months, something like that. And when your boss is asking you, "Man, did you get this right?" I'm like, I'm telling you, I have it. I have it. I have it. And then I got the call saying, yeah, it's right, but this is what's really going to happen. Or this is what's in the process of happening. 
So I got it confirmed, wrote the story, gave you guys the timeline, and it there was a weight off my shoulders. And I'll tell you quite frankly, I kind of got the yips. <laughs> Honest to God, I yeah, your writing wasn't very good at first. I think it needed some editing. <laughs> yeah, um, I was supposed to. I still haven't done it. I was supposed to write the game recap of that Cincinnati game of the NCAA uh, Summer Series. I haven't done it yet. Yeah. I just was just so freaked out and just beat down about this. I It took me a couple days to like kind of pull myself together to write something. Like, I care, all right? And I care about the school. I care about my job. And for some reason, I care about you fine folks. And what Except you, you idiots on Twitter. Yeah. Screw you people. Like I, why do we love Twitter? You know, know why? Because like 80 to 90% of the people on Twitter are really great. And 80% yeah. of the 80 to 90% of the people that follow us and consume what we do are just the best. And like we go up, we'll go to the Bulls block party and the wall come up and you know, and like you see them on road trips and stuff like that, and people really care about what we do, and it's been fantastic. They'll buy you drinks in a Birmingham bar and get you Severely drunk, severely and inebriated, and, and hung over at the bowl game, and and they're and they're just fans like us. It's just that we somewhere along the way got the chance to do what we did, and it's like fantastic and wonderful, and like the relationship we have with our fans, it's it's beyond good, and y'all yes. are the best. There's ten percent of you on Twitter that need to jump in a fire lake, and. <laughs> Not to die, just to like no, hurt no, yourself. Hurt yourself. Just, just get hurt. hurt to fire a We're not waiting for death <laughs> for a bit, and then you get yeah, in the like water. You get healed. Yeah, it's fine. Come back. But we've got what is it? Calamine lotion. <laughs> there you There's go. plenty of ca- right. Oh, is it yeah, yeah, that's okay. it. Yeah. Also, kudos to those who were calling out Nate or Stamp or the Daily Stampede, and then afterwards went. You know what? You guys did a good job. Thank you. Oh, uh, my my person. Oh man, my personal favorite was. Well, he should have been. Uh, Getting second sources and third sources and getting the Had second out. sources! Had third sources! Instead of uh, playing uh, video games and telling us about it. Oh. So right. I crow retweeted it after the fact and I said, sorry, what happened? I was playing video games. <laughs> <laughs> and I think afterwards he went, oh, I'm sorry, good, good, good work. <laughs> and, and there's just people that were just so hard in my mentions and then once it got confirmed that I was I, I confirmed my to myself that I was I don't it's still weird that I had to confirm my original story that was correct be, uh, whatever that's just kind of how it works yeah it's what, yeah. whatever but then they're flipping to other media members saying well are you gonna are you gonna say that he you were wrong and he was right are you gonna do it are you gonna do it, it guys relax it's fine Joey Re- Knight relax does, Joey Knight's a really good reporter and a really good guy and these things happen he has different sources that we do um, sometimes you got to go out and confirm your own stuff. It's not just him. There were some other people out there. But I mean, what are you going to do? Yeah, so that was my 15 hours with the Brett Keane story. And uh, stand by the reporting, and I nailed it, and fuck you all. Right. And it's not that we're happy. <laughs> do not to- take that out. No, I won't. <laughs> and then let's not, like, get upset about, like, we're not happy that Brett Keane's missing for two No, I think he... I don't want this to happen. I, I talked to Sean King uh, when he was the quarterback's coach uh, in 2016. He said, you know, Keane's more mobile than you guys think he is, and he's got a good arm. And Stephen Bench said in our our UCF preview podcast that he, he's, what, like a like a pop gun? You can just see. Oh, yeah, yeah. He can sling it. Yeah. I mean, he's a good quarterback, 
And I know for f- I I would probably bet Collins' life that he's not going to transfer out even if he is suspended. Wow, I don't want to die. <laughs> so the wow. I would I would definitely bet Collins' life <laughs> that he won't transfer. Um, I think he loves the school. Okay. He loves being in Tampa and he loves the atmosphere. And we're not like we're not happy about this. Like it just sucks when you have to report something about the team that happens to be true. Okay. And the reason we started this blog is because things like this are true sometimes. Are we taking a beer break? Or are all our beers are out? Do we yeah. want more beer? Yeah, sure, why not? Yeah, yeah. beer break. So, Mike Kelly, are we recording? Yep. Okay. So, Mike Kelly is the new vice president of athletics at USF. Have we done a podcast since the press conference? No, I don't think so. Okay. We haven't done, I don't think we've done a press conference in the month of July. You mean a podcast? What did I say? You said a press conference. conference. Well, same thing. We haven't done a podcast. Okay. So we go to the Mike Kelly press conference. Uh, he wins 64-12. Nice job by him. He uh, Great job. said all the right things, did all the right things. Claybor Selman came out to show her support. Um, he talked about, we want to re-engage the fan base. We want to get back in with you. He has done so by following, I don't know, 3,000 people on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, including everybody in this room. <laughs> including everybody. Every, everyone in this room and our Slack channel slowly got... Followed by Michael Kelly, <laughs> even though it was funny waiting for people to get the follow. <laughs> so everyone, everyone screenshot it when he finally followed, and uh, it was a joyous celebration for us all. Yeah, well, in our Slack channel. So Mike has done and said all the right things. Um, I think he's just in the learning phase at this point, um, trying to figure out. He is going to uh, Newport, Rhode Island, with us next week, yep. uh, Monday and Tuesday. We'll discuss that a little bit later when we get to better part of the podcast but um things right now you know he's just acquiring information and he he said he's been downloading and downloading information drinking water through a fire hydrant all the you know normal cliches of a guy who technically doesn't start until august 6th right but he started he's he started doesn't technically start until august 6th um his final contract i reached out uh to usf yesterday final contract hasn't been ironed out yet Probably within the next couple of weeks, it will be. Okay, we'll f- go from there. Um, but yesterday morning was it yesterday? No, Tuesday morning. Man, I got my days jumbled up. Tuesday morning, what day was the seventeenth? Yeah, Tuesday morning. Uh, he went on the Ronnie T. Crash show on six twenty W D A E, and one of the, you know the questions is, all right, well, well are we going to get an on campus stadium because fans are clamoring for it? And he. Cloud said, our first priority, at least from a facility standpoint, needs to be the USF football center that we need to build on campus. Yes, 100% yes. And we've gotten pushback upon pushback upon pushback from people on Twitter saying, well, the OCS is what needs be what we need because the fans aren't showing up 20 minutes away. Guess what? They're not going to spend $250 million on something that you guys aren't showing up to a place where it's state-of-the-art, host Super Bowls, NCAA championships. Raymond James Stadium, no matter where you go, it's a top-notch facility. Michael Kelly was in charge of getting it to the NCAA championship game to Tampa. He knows Raymond James is a great facility. And why leave? And honestly, players love that they play in an NFL stadium. I don't care what you think. Red seats, let them troll. Red seats, red seats. There's a pirate ship in your stadium. The players love it. They have their own locker room. They have the old Bucks locker room. Bucks got a new one. They're in a nicer and bigger locker room now. 
They love playing. And honestly, best field, turf, grass. Best grass in the world. It's fantastic. It's the best grass in the world. So, um, soccer-wise, if you ask FIFA, like, five-star stadium because that's the level of turf. It's like, it's incredible. you You need it. So, the other thing is, is that ask your coaches what they want. Your coaches are getting pushback from schools like Minnesota. Minnesota Iowa stole State, a recruit. Iowa State. Because they opened up a brand new indoor facility. There are other schools out there taking our recruits because they, these kids go to these facilities and they're blown away. So guess what? You're not going to have a good football team to put in your on-campus stadium if you got a shit facility, which is what the kids are using every day, that you need to recruit better. We're losing recruits because of the facilities that we have now haven't kept up. So guess what? You want a good football team? You want a winning football team? Start with the OCS. Start with an indoor facility. And then let's start talking about you'll put a winning product on the field, and then you bring that winning product to campus. But we're not going to have a winning product to bring to campus if these and the, and ask the kids, do they care about where they play six times a year or where they're showing up two hundred and sixty times a year? That's what matters. So, listen to your coaches, listen to your players. Get an indoor facility done. Get a practice facility done. Get uh, weight training and. Nutrition and everything else medical, you need. Everything. Medical, everything. Medical, all of it turnkey. And plus, you're also going to help your other programs improve because all of that back, what is that, the northeast corner of the Selman Center. 30,000 square feet of the Selman Center will be opened up yep. once football moves out of there. Uh, baseball's locker room in the Selman Center, cramped. Softball, yeah. cramped. Like, it's, it's all cramped. All right? But men and women's basketball moved out. It created some more space. But the chunk of the Selman Center is reserved for football. You get them out of there in their own thing, it helps. I don't Everybody. Care. It helps everyone. It lifts all ships. And there's nothing wrong with the Selman Center itself, but as a training facility, it's not where it needs to be. As office space, as like... Administration. As administrative? Yes. Coaching per- areas? Perfect. Fine. Meeting rooms are fine. Fine. Perfect. Um, seats are really comfortable. If you ever get a chance to sit in those seats, three hundred pound test chairs, they're fantastic. They're really good. I remember when we got them because we were like, "Oh, look at these!" Because we that was one of the selling points when we opened up the Selman Center. We had to give tours, so I had to like learn all of these little yeah, three hundred pound test chairs, and then air walls. I don't know if you guys have ever seen it, but you've got like the main hall that you might have seen like from like Instagrams of meetings or whatever mm-hmm. in the football facility. Well, that's got air walls. So what they do is they have the big meeting with everybody. And then they take these air walls and split the big room into eight smaller rooms. Well, nobody's doing that anymore. You know what I mean? They have the big hall, and then they have smaller halls that break down for each team and each unit. And then that way, you also can you know, have your players, like the wide receivers, can walk into the wide receiver room 24-7 and, take, and watch film. You know what I mean? And so that's something that USF can't do right now. You can go watch film, but you got to like call the guy, and they got to pull the thing up, mm-hmm. and it's a whole. And I've, whole I've actually watched uh, film at USF with a GA uh, mm-hmm. years ago with Dunder. Uh, he must not be named. So that was fun. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. And they've, they've got the equipment. They need to upgrade the equipment. Yes. All right. They're, they have like a Blu-ray DVD. They're not quite streaming yet if – yeah, if we want to go with that analogy, mm-hmm. and it's time. <clears throat> Michael Kelly goes on to say in the 
in the interview, if we as a community and we as a fan base of USF Athletics want to be next level, we need to be next level in facilities, and that's our next step. IPF, Football Center. Go donate. If you can. CTC, oh, baby. Um, go ahead. Got the checks. Um, that's got to happen. And and indoor facility, the indoor part of the facility has to happen um, because we live in Florida, and it's kind of crazy that it hasn't happened yet. So, yeah, 21 years into the program in Florida, in Tampa, the lightning capital of not, it's actually not the lightning capital of the world, but we don't tell anybody that. It's no, actually it's, like, it's someplace in Africa. I yeah, it's like now. two or three. It's, yeah. yeah, it's close, but we call it the lightning capital of the world. And the fact that we haven't put an indoor facility together yet is kind of crazy. So it's going to happen, though, kids. And it's the first priority of the program. So, first and foremost, this is, I mean, I said it on Twitter, this is not Field of Dreams. You have to show up, and then they will build it. I promise. Correct. They will. Um, we got a Twitter question from your buddy, Eddie Leonard, Dr. Leonard. Client of the company that you're sitting in the offices of right yes. now, actually. Mm. All right. So in regards to the on-campus stadium and, and this season in general, uh, what, are, what are each of your best guesses for attendance first two weeks? Closest to the whole one's a bourbon at the tailgate. Ooh. All right. Like Elon, bourbon. home game, home opener. Announced or actual? Announced or actual. We'll say both, and we'll go from there. Announced, 29, actual. I need exact numbers. I need exact numbers. Announced, 29,684, actual, 21,363. Okay. Oh, man. Game one, I was going to say announced... Closer to 34 and actual 26, 27. Okay. I was going to go 34 as well, so I'll go 3401. Oh, okay. So. I just got prices right. <laughs> you got prices right. And then actual 28457. All right. I hope you're right. I think that is game one. Game two, Georgia Tech. This is interesting. Nooner. Nooner. Kegs and eggs, baby. Is Georgia Tech a marquee program in the atmosphere that we... Well, the good news is you're out by 215 if you go to that reside game. Because they're, you know, triple option. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, two pet, two possessions a quarter. That'll be fantastic. It's triple option and halfback dive. It's just the... <laughs> <laughs> so, Stony Brook last year announced 26-4, actual 18-3. Then Illinois announced 35-4, actual 27-6. All right, so let's let's go back a couple. Um, similar uh, 2016 Townsend after the turnaround uh, 2015 season announced 35, actual 22-6-2-6. Now this was, I mean, it's Labor Day. So it, Labor Day weekend as always. Famine 15 announced 30,000, an actual 21-9. Um, so Western Carolina announced 31-6, actual 21-9, 2014. 2013 McNeese announced 35-4, actual 22-6. So I kind of like my numbers more than yours, boys. I'm just throwing yeah, it out there. I, yeah, I think you may be right. That's um, actually really consistent. Yeah. Uh-huh. So now the question is what do they get for Georgia Tech? And I think they'll announce I think 36, and I think they'll actually get for a nooner, assuming it's 137 degrees. 36, I think they can actually get 26 in the door. 
I think 26, 27. The, hot, the heat's going to kill you. Nooner kick. I, I'd feel a little better about it if it was a night kick. But what are you going to do? We've got Kentucky at Florida. <clears throat> wow, that's week, week two. two. What time? Uh, TBA. Okay. TBA. Um, we've got 3.30. Virginia versus the Fighting Tom Allens. Uh, Penn State Pitt. Ooh. Week two. The Ohio State versus Rutgers. Yep. Uh, Georgia versus South Carolina. Any other? Uh, Memphis at Navy. Wow, that's an early-ass conference game, guys. That should be good. That'll be a good game. Will it? Will it? Yeah, I think so. I think Memphis still has a lot of talent there. Um, do they? I think they do. Do they? UCLA, Chip Kelly versus Lincoln Riley. Mm. Clemson, Texas A&M. Texas A&M. That's going to be a good game. That's probably going to be the marquee game that night, right? Is it? Was it Tulsa, Oklahoma State? Go back. Te- uh, Tulsa, Texas. Oh, that's good, though. Yeah. USC, Stanford. So week two, there's some games um, that people may want to stay home for. I, I would assume a lot of the Florida fans that are crossover USF fans will probably be in Gainesville instead of Tampa. Okay. So there's that. Uh, Florida State plays a cupcake they play Samford so if you're really a huge Bobby Bowden fan and want to relive the glory years of Samford and Florida State I guess you can go and watch that but yeah 34 announced uh, 28 5 4 5 7 I think I hope you're right I hope, it, I hope it's a nice day I just hope the weather's good yeah alright moving on to the, the most important part of this podcast AAC Media Day next week, buddy. Woo! You and me. Let's do this, brother. What should I expect? A lot of food. Yeah. So we're gonna play golf at Newport Country Club, which is a link style track. Very nice, very good shape. Last year there was a drivable par four where I almost got up and down and made it. But it is a a fun little track. I think you'll really like. And, and you're just out there with like cool people you know it's just college football people everywhere then you go home take a shower hopefully the sun sunburn won't be too bad I, I look at you now and I go my god you're already sunburned we haven't even gotten there yet yeah well yeah, as long as my back doesn't get sunburned I'm good like my face and my neck and my hands can get burned I'm fine okay but if my back gets burned I'm out for a week ugh so we're we're, we're a good shirt I was gonna go nude so <laughs> let's not tell them that just so then we're gonna go home uh then we're gonna head to uh i forget the name of the gurney's 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 uh resort in marina so it's right on the water and it's the western part of rhode island so you actually get to watch the sunset over the water which is gorgeous and then and i have video of this that you can pull up the food the clam bake part take all this stuff they have it. When you get there, there's this big blue tarp sitting on top of what will be your dinner. And there's, you know, a couple hundred people there. They have a big tent set up outside, and it's on the water and the whole thing. And they go. They explain, we caught all this stuff today out there in the water, and then we brought it back, and we started steaming it like four hours ago, blah, 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 over this hot brick. And then they do the reveal. They slowly pull back the blue tarp. All the steam rises up, and you see these gorgeous massive red lobsters and potatoes and corn and clams and 
anything you could ever possibly want in your life. Just like, and it's just, it's so good. Like, I cannot even begin to tell you how good this food is. And then even if you don't like shellfish, they have like a carving station for like with prime rib or whatever else you want, like protein, you Mm -hmm. got it. So then you eat your lobster and you go, wow, that was delicious. Oh, there's more? And then you go back (laughs) and you have more lobster. And by the way, there's bars open. You know what I mean? Like have knock back a couple beverages, whatever. Sit around, chat, go talk to people. Player, they do keep the players like somewhat isolated from the alcohol side of the, of the event. They're like on a like a little elevated riser. They're actually a little closer to the water. Um, no booze up there, but then on the lower side, all of the booze. All of the booze you can handle. Usually people head out for a couple pops afterwards, although it is Rhode Island, so the bars close like one or something ridiculously early like why why it's the summertime in rhode island and like don't they want to be open late like this is their tourism season Mm -hmm. but there's a little strip of bars and so people tend to go out there afterwards and then the next day you get up there's a big room and then there's a little there's another side room uh big room you'll see a bunch of tables it'll look like every ncaa press conference except you'll have a table in front of you instead of just a chair so you do a whole thing turn in your ballot for and you'll have a ballot now too, I'm sure. Yeah. For conference I'm better. I I have not even looked at at who I'm going to vote for yet. Um, I but I am going to vote for one person. I am going to vote for Ed Oliver's defensive player of the year. Yep. That's done. Maybe so, even offensive player of the year. <laughs> uh, fr- frankly, I don't know. <laughs> so Ed Oliver's going to win that. Um, I'm probably going to. I mean, I'm probably going to vote Mackenzie. I pro- I was thinking about it. Yeah. I was like, well, okay, I'm going. I'll get a vote. I better get a vote. Yeah. If I do get a vote. Third, who Riley Ferguson's gone. Yeah, gone. I mean, it's Mackenzie not, Milton's the only guy that makes it, sense. It really. Cortland Sutton's gone. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Like, um, related to you know awards, uh, the Blitnikoff watch list came out today. No Tyree McCants. Okay. Uh, four AAC wide receivers did make it though. Uh, one from ECU, which is weird because I did not know they still had a football team. Wait, Zay you. Jones like graduated like two years ago. I know, right? <laughs> I thought Chris Johnson was a running back. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. <clears throat> they had One made it. Uh, SMU had one. Tulsa had one. And then one other person I can't remember. Oh, Tulane. Tulane, Tulane had another one. Oh, oh, I know that. Yeah, yeah. That kid's good, though. Mm-hmm. Tulane's going to be sneaky good this year. Yep. I mean, the West is tough. As they say, what what is uh, Fear the Wave say? A, uh, AAC Westworld. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, they're going to be sneaky good, so... And everyone's on Temple. And I get it. I get Stop. it because Stop. the last half of the season, they were much better than... Stop. When we faced them last year, that was kind of the turn. Stop. I'm telling you. Right. Stop. When they finish ahead of USF in the East, I'll let you... I'll, uh, I've already talked way too much shit when I was in Philadelphia about USF Temple. I was like, yeah, we're going to come up here and win a football game. Da, 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 da. Like, I can't. No, I can't back down now. I talked shit to Temple grads and Temple people. No, 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 no. Fun fact in the series. Staying with it. The away team has never won. Weirdly enough. That is not a fun fact. That is a terrible <laughs> fact. Especially because we played an extra game up there. <laughs> yeah. That's not great. So, yeah, you'll get there. You'll vote. Then they'll do the breakout sessions where you can just sort of walk up to any player on any team. They'll also do 15 minutes for each team coach. You'll get, like, in a full press conference format. But basically, it's very informal, and you can just sort of pull anyone from the conference. Like, last year, I pulled Jack Griffin aside talked to him for a little bit. Like, 
you can just grab anybody. I pulled Charlie aside. He didn't know me yet. He just had no interest. He just didn't want to talk. Like you could Shocking. tell. Shocking. Charlie Charlie Strong didn't really want to talk to a media member. That's I know weird. it's stunning. He's softened up a lot though. I yes. think since he's being here, he's started to to soften up. I a can't bit. wait to talk to him. Kind of, you know, your first year at USF. Did you think it'd go like this? Did you? Yeah. Understand what you were getting. Did into? you know how what was really going on here? So. And especially now, things change for him because the guy who hired him isn't here anymore either. So. Yeah, and you know, hopefully, we'll get him and some other top-notch guests on the. We'll actually put them out in podcasts. So Vito's going to be very busy next week. We're going to be sending you the audio and um, putting them out as fast as you can get them. So Absolutely. I'm going to do. I'm going to do a lot of social stuff up there. I'm also going to do a, yeah, was, a real job as well. So we're going to do some some stuff with my area as well. I was thinking. Um, let, we'll put out a poll or something. How would you guys want to consume the video? Like, do you want Facebook Live? Do you want we? Can, I was thinking about creating an Instagram page strictly for the Daily Stampede to post pictures of the clam bake and videos, mm-hmm. or do you just want uh, Twitter? Let us know. I'll, I'll put out a post. Uh, Last year, I did some goofy videos with like Harlan and people where I was like, answer these 13 questions rapid fire or something like that. Mm-hmm. Or, I think it was like for 13 to know, USF's going to go 13 to know this year, answer these 13 questions. Something crazy like that I did with Augie and a couple other guys. Um, so I'll do something like that again. Uh, but podcasts are going to be my main emphasis up there. And we will get no promises yet, but, um, you know, I've, I've asked for some pretty quality guests that you yeah, guys are going to want to hear from. And so I don't want to put. And then I asked for them again. And then you asked for them again, even though I had already (laughs) asked, because you weren't even supposed to go. And then like, then he's calling all the people that I've already called. I'm like, yeah, we already know (laughs) because Colin called his days ago. Um, But we're gonna try and get some people on there to do some. I'm all about the Instagram because then when Nate gets drunk and karaoke going, then we put that on the live. It's great. (laughs) Listen, I want to see that so bad. If. Ten people donate fifty bucks to the USF Football Center. I'll post a video of me singing Cisco's <gasps> thong song. Wow! Right. Ten, ten people. I, 50 show bucks. me receipts. I need receipts, people. <laughs> ten people, fifty bucks a pop. I crushed it. By the way, it, he did. He absolutely <laughs> crushed it. It was a bar in Birmingham. And you know what? If you donate five thousand, you can have me with. Uh, Oh no! Actually, you I can't. Can. You no, can. I can't. That video will never see the light of day. I can't, but it's on my phone, and it's something I will never, ever, ever delete. It's five minutes of pure gold. It's it's pure gold, but unfortunately, there are other people involved who we can't. You 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 went alone. I had some friends of hours end of the program up there doing karaoke, and thus we can't really throw them under the bus. It's not about me. It's about the fact that other people. Maybe we can uh, blur call them or something. <laughs> so. Um, is that what it's called? Blur- I don't, Blurkle. Blurkle. I don't know I what that is. Called I, think, I think it's Blurkle. I think it is called Blurkle. Let us know. Uh, so, yeah, so we're going to try to do go all out for you guys uh, Monday, Tuesday. Probably going to Instagram uh, ourselves or do something um, on the Uber to the airport, uh, waiting at the airport. We're going to go all out. We're going to make this an experience that everyone can as immersive see as we can. We really can. It's going to be a lot of fun. Hopefully my battery doesn't die. i got to remember to bring a charger. I am terrible at remembering to bring chargers on trips. We'll bring backups, too. We'll bring the little pluggy, you know, the portables and stuff. We'll, um, be, we'll, we'll bring see. mics, too. Last year, I, um, Richard Johnson from SB Nation got borrowed a mic from somebody else that he knew so we could tape a pod. This year, we're bringing our own. Um, hopefully Vito brought it tonight. Hopefully Vito brought 
Well, we're, plug- I gave we're talking you, on one. I gave then, you that. I gave you the handheld Zoom. You guys have a good time to get into the audio, and I'll push it and, out. And honestly, that handheld Zoom, when I was up in Connecticut, and I did a resco on that handheld Zoom, it sounded like... Yeah, yeah it did. It was, it was great. It sounded good. So um, we're going to try it. And obviously, Oresco is somebody that we'd like to get again. Um, that guy's a great podcast guest. You just yep. sort of ask him a question, and he does not hold back. So... Um, we'd like to get him again. We're going to... TV's coming up, but I think we can start negotiating here shortly. Yeah, and it's time to start talking about, like, dollars, because we're getting into that window of what are we looking at. And then he has publicly also said things about ESPN+. Plus. Um, so we're going to ask about ESPN+, Plus too. And, and you, know. you know, why hasn't Netflix gotten to the live streaming game? I feel like that... Who doesn't have Netflix? You don't have Netflix? I have DirecTV now. I have Hulu. I have HBO Go. I have, like, all of that stuff. But I do not actually have Netflix. That's so interesting. I know. Isn't that weird? I have Amazon Prime. I have, but I don't have any of them. No. But I think it's just a matter of, like, there's so much content that I can't even get to now. You know yeah. I mean? like, like, once you get Hulu, or Netflix, rather, there's you're going to binge through. There's, um, I haven't. There's shows that we've that Samantha and I have started that we are like five episodes behind because we just haven't been able to finish and we've started another show. Um, Stranger Things is second season. Haven't finished it yet. Wow. Um, we I mean we crushed Glow second season. I haven't gl- even started. I, I watched the first, I watched like, first season, which was Samantha great. wasn't interested in it, so I've got to I have to carve out time to watch some of the shows that I want to watch. I, I don't have kids if you want to watch Netflix. Because yeah. um, I've seen every single episode of PJ Masks, The Lion Guard, Sophia the First. I know them by backwards and frontwards and sidewards and upwards I've and downwards. I've never heard of any of those programs before. <clears throat> I will I'm put. so glad I don't have kids. Ariel Winter, the girl from Modern Family, the Alex, is the voice of Sophia the First. Doesn't sound like her at all, though. Tim Gunn is also a voice in Sophia the First. Oh, that's funny. So that's nice. I will put Zukazame as the intro song from Lion Guard because that is a great kids show. It is underrated. But Glow season one, we, we Molly and I got through season one of Glow in three days, and then season two in like three days. Yeah. That's a great. I show. got I got Samantha to watch Clue the other night. The the, the, the old movie. Yeah. Uh, all three endings. Yeah. Oh, sorry. So that was nice. Hmm. That was a nice one for me. I think Netflix is just throwing all their cash at comedies. Stand up new content. Yeah. Um, all right. So moving on. AAC Media Day. We're going to crush it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Football season's here. Is it best ball? Yeah. Scramble. All right. Um, should I bring my own shoes? I got Adidas shoes, so I can be on So I, I played last Sunday. I played last Sunday for the first time in probably a year. I haven't played ooh, a couple months. So we played at Diamond Hill in Sefner. And, like, I know I made a joke about the claw because I drove by the claw and went, oh, my God, what happened to the claw? Well, apparently it also happened to Diamond Hill, too. I don't know if there's, like, this massive, like, disease of, like, golf course grass happening or whatever every course just looks not good right now but the claw's been bad for years and it's why usf men's and women's golf don't actually play the claw they go to innisbrook good good go play good course <laughs> you have a we, you have a golf course on campus that is not used are you uh that's that's for a different podcast and let's not even get started on uh the name of the golf center being taken off because of <clears throat> non-payment oh has that been have we discussed that we have not oh let's talk about it now so it was the Chowdhury Golf Center, and it's now the USF Golf Center. You know why? Because <laughs> Chowdhury didn't come up with the check. <laughs> Chowdhury, 
Chaninari. Chaninari. I'm not paying for that. Chaninari. So many letters to pay for to put on the. All trash now. And then we got to take it off. And we got to take them off. Ugh. God. You had to pay a grounds guy to go install it and then a grounds guy to take it off. We played the front nine of Claw this past weekend. By the way, if you buy a Under Armour polo because they still have them, they'll give you a free round. Polos aren't terrible. Claw's terrible. Claw. <laughs> Claw's terrible. We're also terrible at golf, so it's just like, I just blamed the Claw, but it was... A, no, like, you de- like uh, decent golfers are do not like the Claw. The greens are rock hard. There's sometimes... There's usually so, sand... Like, they're usually being aerated, like... All of the fucking time. It's <laughs> so uh, it's always just sand and uh God forbid it rained three days ago and you want to go play three days later because it's still gonna be underwater. So there was a time when the claw was a fantastic track. Really one of the most fun golf courses. Picture didn't Tampa happen. I've, I've played I, at pretty much every like public golf course in Tampa since I was like thirteen. Okay. Claw is just shit. I would rather play at the Terrace Hills off uh, uh, Bullard Parkway uh, down Fowler. That's 18, 19 bucks for nine holes. Then play at the Claw. So I've played the Claw when it's in shape. And and there is a gorgeous golf course in there. I'm telling you. I've played it. I've played it when the greens run true. And it is a wonderful track. Because it's tough. It's tight fairways. But it's fair. Um, there's, you know, it's got the little nature. You go back there with like by, by 13, 14, 15, where like it gets, you know, 14, you feel like you're lost. You're not even in Florida anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so much fun and it just sucks that they've really let it go to hell. I know they outsourced the management of it. Um, I don't know who's managing it now, but clearly I guess they're figuring is it's just better to not put the money into making it look good. Because you can't make it back, I guess. I don't know. There's, there's, it's a business decision, I'm sure, but it just sucks because it is a really fun track when it's in shape. I'm telling you, man. I suppose. All right. I played it. I played it when it's immaculate. It's, it, it holds up. I, I can't wait to play up in Newport. Um, you're gonna love gonna that. Be, you're gonna love that course. Too. It's, it's gonna, gonna be exciting. Um, I can drive. Um, my short game's kind of shitty. And I can putt decently. So I mean, I around the greens. If I could just drive the green every hole, happy Gilmore, that shit, I'll be fine. But <laughs> it's a scramble. That's what you get to do. Because one of you, one of the four is going to put a ball in a fairway. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know that's that's the goal. So um, last year I played with uh, Richard Johnson from SB Nation. Worked on his short game a little bit out there. So let's see if we can uh, see if he's gotten a little bit better. Hopefully, carry us a little bit. That'd be nice. That would be nice. Just get a. We get a fourth SB Nation or be fantastic. Oh, even better. Stay on brand. Godfrey? Dude, no, he's doing some. I don't think he's. I don't think he'd go. Yeah, probably not. He's doing something. I think he might be embedding with Florida State soon, or has that already. Wouldn't surprise me at all. We just got a question. Do you have any updates on the potential on-campus stadium? Yeah, um, get an indoor practice facility first, Jake Kinski. Yeah. Um, yeah, we don't think it's. It, we don't think it's happening. All right, let's move on real quick. Uh, men's basketball release or non-con schedule. Um, they're winnable? playing. They're playing. Um, it's you, like a me, it's a metro league it, schedule. It's an intramural schedule. Um, um, but we'll probably still like hover around five hundred. Uh, so we got Alabama A and M, Austin P, win win, uh, Ohio, and TBD in the Montego Bay Jamaica Classic, which is the, which. By the way, you can leave. You can fly out of the Temple game and get to Montego Bay, and there is a direct flight from. Philadelphia to Kingston. Not that I've looked. 
Not that I've been Not wondering. that I've looked. Um, and then uh, after that, we've got uh, FAMU at home, the Citadel. Um, the, when's, when's Thanksgiving? 23rd? I don't fucking know. 22nd? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. We got the Citadel. Uh, Saturday, the 24th at home, Stetson at home, Colgate at home, Charlotte, a former CUSA, and I believe Metro member, correct? Who? Charlotte? Yeah. 49ers? Love them. App State Best fans in December, uh, FIU away, maybe go hang out with uh, Apples and Matt Rat and Rat. Matt, and uh, Alcorn State at home, and then we finish uh, our non-con schedule with Fairleigh Dickinson. At home. That's who? The fighting set. Jiggs. Stefan Jiggets. Jiggets was a fairly Dickinson uh, player, and they went to the NCAA tournament a couple years ago. They have gone to the tournament more recently than USF, so don't. Don't sleep on. Yes. Um, yeah, so we'll see. And, you know, since we've last spoke, the Sun Dome is now the Yingling Center, so that's a thing now. Uh, we are now Adidas, Three Stripe Life. There's some gear in the bookstore. You're going to send this today. It looks pretty good. Yeah. The new stuff. Yeah. yeah, it's not too bad. Um, this is a very winnable schedule. Uh, I think Brian Gregory has started to get the talent that he needs here. He's probably It's probably still year minus one, but it could be a good year minus one if everything falls into place. If you know Justin Brown improves, if David Collin improves, uh, if... TJ Lang and some of the guys who sat out last year are good and the plethora of freshmen and transfers that came in this year click. This could be a f- relatively fun season for USF men's basketball. For a year minus one, I'm excited. Oh, absolutely. Remember, this is year minus one. Last year was year minus two. Did a hell of a job for year minus two, by the way. Absolutely. That last job. month of the season was Fantastic. Terrific. And great coaching, great energy from the kids. Really wonderful. But as we move into year minus one, let's not cart. I mean, I'm not I'm not buying NIT tickets yet, Coach. No, no, no. That's no, no. it. Settle down. Maybe, maybe CBI tickets. No, I'm not buying tickets. You got <laughs> to go 500 to get into CBI. <laughs> um, and then on the women's side, we signed our third five-star uh, recruit in the 2018 cycle. Somebody women's basketball recruiting is a little bit different than men's and how they rate them and – yeah. Five star could mean five star, or it could be. Uh, I know this person, and they're a five star. That's true. Um, there is a somebody had a question about how does Jose? Where was that question? Oh yeah, I saw that. Um, how no. does Coach Fernandez land so much talent from Europe all the time? Is it something unique to our program? This is from Mind of Matt. Yes, it is. Absolutely. It is something unique I think, to our program. I think he knows he's not, especially in the AAC. He's not going to out recruit UConn, or he's not going to out recruit Baylor, or Florida State, or Florida with the floor talent people that he needs to get so if you go overseas beat him out for Courtney Williams so uh, Kid had no idea who UConn was and Maria had no idea who UConn right. was uh, so, prior to coming to the States but it's not about rec- trying to out recruit UConn he his strategy and just look look at his Twitter feed man oh yeah he's he been just throwing roasting the AAU circuit just roast you know you know these packet prices and and how these AAU you know, thrown together crap tournaments where they're playing four games in a day and they're not really getting a chance to to evaluate players and it's terrible basketball. He just wrote. I mean, he's been doing it for years, but he stepped it up even a little he, bit more he this is, year. Uh, <laughs> he's gone all in on the Twitter. I think. I think our pal uh, 
Aaron Bean, once she left, he was like, well, shit, if she's not going to rein me in, I'm just going to go all out. <laughs> Screw it, rise and fire. <laughs> Who's my new boss? He, Jose was one of the guys that was here when Mike Kelly was here the first time, and that's a short list of people that know Mike from the first time around. So uh, it's Barry Clements, Jim Lauk, Jose Fernandez. Uh, <laughs> no. Glazer. Scott Glazer, I think. But he's at the um, Alumni Association now. But yeah, I mean, that's it. So, like, um, there aren't many people, but Jose's one of them who's been here the entire time and, and would have known Mike from the first time that Mike was here. So, Jose, and by the way, it doesn't matter who his AD or whatever, it doesn't matter. Jose's just going to say what Jose was going to say anyway. He just does not give a shit. And, and that's why we love him. He, and all he does is graduate every freaking player, have a thousand APR every year, and get in the tournament and win the top 25 team. Yeah, with with and has built that program from, from nothing. nothing. They were like my, minus like fifteen when he got here. Yeah, it was it no, was, no, it was pitiful. His point guard was suing the school when he got here, and they won four games, and then they won six. I remember that. I was at those games. They were terrible. It was so bad. But now, right. a little better. Uh, yeah, so they got a five star recruit, um, Beatrice Giordano from Portugal. She's six three, which. USF, she's tall. Uh, normally lacks in the height department. Right. Uh, usually they'll hover around six foot, six one. I think Tamara Henshaw is maybe six one. Yeah. So six three, uh, post presence. That's what USF needs. I'm still a Alyssa Raider fan till I die, probably just because of the shit that she had to go through last year with the registrar's office, and that's the most restraint I've ever seen Jose have in a press conference. Because he usually lets it fly, and he's like. You're gonna have to ask them. I don't know. I just uh, we do things differently here. Ooh. We do do things differently. He so, was hot. So Jord Jordano was averaged uh, 12 points and 8.4 rebounds uh, per game at the FIBA Under 20 Women's European Championship. Uh, they finished in seventh, Portugal finished in seventh place. Um, Jose had this to say, she's a big physical player who has tremendous potential and that will have great presence on the block for us. She is competitive and has has a great international experience playing at a high level. Um, she joins fellow five stars Luis Septi from Latvia, Lisa Pinzan from Italy, and then as well as Sydney Harvey from Nashville, uh, Michaela Kessner from Virginia, and Idra Safara from Greece. That is your 2018 recruiting class so far. So... Good for Jose. He keeps doing it. Uh, women's team still probably going to be the most consistent and best team on campus next year. Um, Have a killer schedule, too. Yeah. Yeah. They, Outside of playing UConn two to three times. Yeah. Ohio State, LSU, they've got some They've got some uh, big boys, big girls. Not physically big, but big names. Uh, let's move on to some questions. Um, when do you see USF actually starting to develop the IPF on campus? Uh, whenever you cut that $8 million check that gets them over the hump, buddy. Uh, I'm going to say... 18 months, I think. Michael I, Kelly said in his, uh, his press conference, uh, in the post-press conference media scrum, he said, All right, I would expect 18 months. Um, what is Who asked that question, by the way? Uh, USF underscore Ruger, 87. Fair question. Yeah, I would say that's... I don't think... Uh, I think it gets done before kickoff 2020 yeah. for sure. Um, and I would think probably sometime around the end of the 2019 season. Mm-hmm. Um, this is from Zach Palm at ZM Palm. If you could choose one of these things for Gilbert to improve on, which would it be? One, 
more passing to the running backs. Two, more tight end involvement. Three, more running options for the quarterback. Four, gutsier play calling like vintage Willie. Five, screens and bubbles. Six, other. Five, uh, four, 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 four. Four, four. Just, just play with some balls. Like, I, th- those aren't necessarily one, two, three, five, six aren't differential because, like, four and five are kind of the same and four, five, and six are kind of the same. Like, you know, I, I just want to see them play with some stones, man. Like, I love what Willie said today in his or yesterday. It was today. It was today when he said, you know, we're not we're not trying to run 100 plays a game. We're trying to score. I'm trying to be explosive. Same thing. But I right. get you. Like, we're trying to be explosive. They want chunk plays. We want big plays. I don't want like fourth and one and then having to smash the ball between the tackles. I want, you know, let's score as quickly as possible. Let's put our defense in position to be aggressive and try and get the ball back as quickly as possible. That seems to be the math of football. And teams that exploit the math of football have an advantage over coaches that that think defenses are equal to offenses. The rules are set up so the offense wins. So if you have good offense on good defense, good defense is screwed. Well, if that's the case, then just go be good offense. Absolutely. Uh, This is from Kieran at Bolts, Bucks, Rays. What do you guys consider the top three positional unit weaknesses for USF and in in what order? Uh, Starting with number three, uh shit. Um, I'm worried about the pivot. Shit, I don't know. Three's it's probably the defensive line. Yeah, that's where I'm worried. Yeah, I would I'm, say I'm not worried about the outside line. guys. I'm worried about the inside. Guys. You lose three seniors. You lose two guys. Like Bruce Hector was undrafted, but he has made a name for himself with the Eagles already <laughs> so far in his rookie mini camp and training camp. I think starts up next week. Yeah, you lose Deidre Sanat. I mean Bruce Hector. Sanat got all the headlines because he, I mean, he was a force. But Bruce Hector finished his career fourth all-time in sacks. It's amazing. It Unassuming guy and honest to God, the best pitcher I've ever had of Bruce Hector. When I see the little kid, he's like in a cowboy hat and a buck shirt. Every single time he made a play, got a sack, I would post it on Twitter. He did not like it. Devin Abraham roasted him about it. But... I digress. I think it's defensive line, especially in the interior, what worries me. Um, if Brandon Boyce can suit up, that'd be fantastic. Macario Stanley, who became a defensive lineman, uh, is no longer with the program, so that's another guy out. Um, from the 2016 class, four of the top six guys are no longer with the program. Two of them didn't even make it to campus. That was Willie's last recruiting class. Um, so we'll see. The other two being Kano Dillon and Craig Watts. Um, Tramal Ivy and Josh Dunn never made it to campus. Pingney and Kegler are going to have to carry the load, I think, along with Kevin Browns. Kevin Browns has got to step up. Yeah. He's got to show us something if he. Three scholarship guys for two spots in the inside. Yeah, so we'll, we'll see. Number two, kicking. Uh, I think kicking game is horrendous. This could be bad. It could be, it could be fine. It could be fine, but it could be bad. It could be really, really bad. Um, we have four spring, kickers on the team now. We, I, you know what? I actually went through and did a roster breakdown. I wrote it up. I went through and did my scholarship distribution list and all of that fine stuff last night. Um, let's see. We've got four kickers. Marco Cellini, who was here for spring, and he mm-hmm. was here last year. Uh, we've got senior Jake Vivanetto, who congrats to him. He went the he was on the roster last season. He went the entire year without a pitcher 
on the on the online roster. Finally gets one. That's a win for him. I don't care what happens. <laughs> uh, we got junior transfer uh, Jake Stone, and then uh, Tennessee Tech transfer Colby Weiss is also on board. Don't think any of them have a scholarship. I think the only scholarship specialist is Trent Schneider, the freshman from freshman punter from Australia. He's the only guy that got a field goal attempt in the spring game, and he missed it. So, uh, Justin Burke had seniors uh, at kicker and punter last year and shit the bed, and now he's got a retro freshman, a senior who's never kicked, a junior that's never played D1, a sophomore that's never played D1, and a freshman punter from Australia. Good luck, bud. Go for it on fourth down. Oh. oh, and he has to replace his long snapper. Oh, that too. Oh, boy. So, yeah. That'll be great. I think kicker's number two, and then number one is quarterback because who fucking knows? Who knows? I No, I don't know. No, I think there's. I think they're okay there because I think okay. one of those guys All right, so outside of, outside of uh, quarterback, what would you – what was the other position group that you'd be worried about? I am more worried about having three scholarship guys for two down lineman spots because um, that's in, you get injuries in that space. You need run stuffers. You need guys who can make plays as we have – Shown, I, I think the big part of the reason this defense finished top 25 last year was their ability to not yeah. only contain the run and the pivot, but also get pressure. Um, and not being able to do that is going to really affect some things. So I'm worried about that. I think they'll be okay on the edge. Some depth at linebacker probably is a little concerning. And then you got McCanson Salomon and a guy, and some guys. Yes. So yeah. and, you know, I was thinking about that. So you got Solomon, you got McCants, Dukes is a big body, Bronson if he stays healthy, um, D'Angelo Antoine, Jernard Phillips, Randall St. Felix, Stanley Clairvaux, Chris Barr, Zion Rowland, Terrence Horn. Those are your scholarship wide receivers. No one has Chris game- Barr can't catch. No one has game. Stanley Clairvaux, God bless his heart, but he can't stay on the field. Yeah, and you know, Chris Barr worked out at corner in the spring Adam he's listed I went strictly off the online roster okay. he's listed as wide receiver so there we go um there's no game changing speed you know 2016 yeah. we had Marlon Mack Rodney Adams last year apparently we had someone faster than Ron, Rodney Adams in MVS shocked by that 40 time if I uh, so I can't. I don't, I don't. You know, I you know, I beat the drum for that kid all year. I saw that size and speed, and I was like, that kid is an NFL player. So Why I don't. I don't see such? that game changing speed. I mean, Tyree McCants will muscle people, but that's about it. Um, if we can get game changing speed or something, I think we'll be all right. Do you have a position group that you're worried about, Vito? Uh, I mean, you went through it, linebacker. I mean, we just there's a lot of unknown. Everyone's putting a lot of pressure on Andre Polk. I mean, Nico Sotel's good. Yep, but it just it, a lot of it's experience. But we, you know, you lose a lot from last year's class, so a lot of guys have to step up. Mm-hmm. They brought in a lot of freshman tackles. You're probably going to see a lot of true freshmen. Yeah, playing. I think John Waller is probably going to get his shot, especially with the new redshirt rule. You get four games mm-hmm. to figure it out. I think he may get a chance to figure it out. Dude's a big body, and then uh, Devin Lee Leacock, he's a monster. The guy he, who broke the state yeah, record for state record clean and jerk and everything. I think it was like the clean and jerk and bench press combined or something like that. So we'll see. Um, linebacker is always a question mark. Jimmy Bays, he's a senior now. If he doesn't get it by now, I don't know. Um, Khalid McGee is now a linebacker. Uh, Greg Reeves is listed on the online roster as a linebacker because they kind of went 
toward the end of the season, they went 3-3-5, and he was kind of the roving spy linebacker. He would cover the tight end sometimes. That's why he's listed as there. Um, Kirsten Johnson, broken sternum last year, still came back uh, towards the end of the season and performed well. Uh, but Andre Polk, Jimmy Bays, they need to step up. And then the, you know, the freshman Tony Greer, Dwayne Bowles, Randall Copeland. One of those guys needs to do something on special teams or wow the uh, the coaching staff. Offensive line is – oh, shit, offensive line. I think it would be better. They're a little younger. Yeah. But or they they got a year under them, I should say. They were too young last year, but they have one senior and Eric Mays, I believe, looking at it. Yep. One senior, they brought in four freshman scholarship players. Um so we'll see. We um yeah, they're, they're young. They're very young. Uh running back's gonna be fine. They've got some they got some dudes. They got more than some dudes, they got a lot of dudes. They got a lot of dudes. They have by my count six scholarship running backs. So we'll see. Next up, let's see. Twelfth uh, year of the War Flamingo movement. Do you support it? If not, why? It's terrible. I never, eh, I never got into it. It was never my deal. But I think Jamie is our War Flamingo expert. He's definitely the most hater of all the War Flamingo mm-hmm. people. He's not a fan. I just, I mean, it's fine. Um, oh, uh, Andy Taylor at Andy Taylor Six. How hot is that Georgia Tech game going to be in the stand? Scale of one to Satan is drinking a beer in the student section trying to keep cool. I'll hang Satan, up and listen. Satan is drinking a crystal light. It won't be Satan is drinking a beer because then he's going to sweat through it. But I think Satan drinking a crystal light is probably as hot as it's going to be. It's going to be awful. That's one of those games where I'm like, do I really want to give up my credential? <laughs> I, I might. I'm, I'm probably going to call it a. I'm probably going to call it a sweet ticket for that one. <laughs> I'm probably going to get somebody to give me a sweet pass for that one. Wear your sunscreen. Do it. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Uh. This is from Robert Stieglife, one of our writers. What is your favorite rock song from the year 1982? It's definitely, definitely, definitely not. Africa by Toto. What? I don't know. There's a lot of... You I, went through... I looked you, it up, and I went, looked there's a lot of... What are my teams. options? What are my options? Uh, I ran. I think that was one. Yeah. Nope. Yes. Africa's oh, better. Sorry. I the Tiger. Nope. Come what? Come on, Eileen. Mm-mm. Uh, Hungry Like the Wolf. That's a good one. Gypsy. Oh, Gypsy. Gypsy. Maneater. Rock the Cashba. Gypsy. So sorry, Steve. You're like I'm a I'm, I'm a Stevie Nicks mark. So yeah, that's why you and Molly get along. Really? Her she, she loves Stevie Nicks. Me too. I wish it that they're going on a tour without her. What the fuck? No, they're going on tour with her. They're going on without Lindsay Buckingham. Oh, that's right, Lindsay. They they get Lindsay out. That's right. We actually saw Lindsay and Christine McVie in Chicago last year, and they were doing a tour together. And now Christine is going on this tour. But is not, but Lindsay is not, which is really weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You lost. Me how there. can you do? How can you do Silver Springs, which is like one of my favorite songs ever, when she's not like screaming and crying about the guy she's singing about, like on stage at the same time? That's what makes Fleetwood Mac so good. They all had sex with each other. All of them had sex with each other at some point, and it makes the tension in the band just so much more real. We were talking about Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> And the guy's um, name is the drummer, Mick, Mick Fleetwood, Fleetwood, who started it all, and it was just one giant gangbang. Right. Okay, there's one song that I really like. Uh, <laughs> give me one second. I have it. I even have it. Albatross. 
There we Great go. Great song. Mm-hmm. Great song. That's a good song. That's about, I mean, that's, without going like mainstream, I think that's the only song I know that's mm-hmm. not like whatever the main ones are. But I think we've gone on too long if we're talking about Fleetwood Mac, guys. No, I'll we're not. Nope. Wait, wait till you see how we go off on tangents when we're in Newport next oh, no, week, we're buddy. Rolling. We got more questions. We got so many questions. Do we really? Go. Um, what were the uniforms that you guys talked about in every podcast? Uh, Can't tell you. Sorry, I, we were. I we tried. We were. I was literally about to post it, and I got. Uh, yeah, you. Better. I said, yeah, go ahead, and then I was like, well, wait a minute, let's just double check with sources, and then sources got back to me and said, don't you dare, goddamn, do that, I'll kill you. So now, so now. Oh, here's a question. Um, at Anthony Vito underscore. So if Keen is suspended, can he still practice? Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, thank you for the questions uh, today, guys. There were a lot. Um, sorry we couldn't get to all of them. I think we touched on most of them during the podcast anyway. Uh, you guys will be able to check us out. Uh, Colin at Colin Sherwin, Nathan, Bulls Nathan SBN, Vito at Anthony Vito underscore, and then follow us on uh, Twitter at Stampede SBN. That's the house account. Colin and I will be in Newport next week uh, giving you all sorts of Hashtag content. content. Hashtag content. S-Z-N. It's content season. It's lobster season. L-O-B-S-T-A-H-S-Z-N. I I can't remember the last time I had lobster, so that'll be exciting to have again or try. It's delightful. Um, so good. Insta all of it. Yeah, so uh, I will put out a poll probably when we're done here on how you guys want to consume the content that is not written and or podcasted. And we'll go from there. Uh, Thanks again for listening to the Illuminati podcast. Go Bulls. Go Bulls. Go Bulls.